Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to can like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny, with my co-host, Anna, and I am here with Anna to talk to you about preserving for a barbecue, okay? So we are going to tell you and help inspire you to preserve all the things that you might want to serve at a barbecue, at a cookout, at a family get-together that would be delicious, that would be easy for you to crack open. And maybe you'll can maybe just one of these this season. But we just wanted to collect a group of delicious preserves. Some of them are canned, some of them are quick pickles. And we'll link as many of them as we can in our show notes. But we want to just get your wheels turning for some fun preserves that you can try that you would serve at a barbecue. I love this episode. Like I am so excited for it. Okay, perfect. Anna, what would be like your very first one that you would encourage our listeners to can? Okay, so for me, and this is not everyone, but I love pickles. Mm-hmm. I love a really good dill pickle on a hamburger. It's so good. I love it on a relish tray. In fact, we had our last baseball game of the season last night, and we invited everyone to our house for a barbecue. Oh, cute. And I made a macaroni salad with, it called for sweet gherkins, but I don't love sweet gherkins. So I actually just used my dill pickles in this macaroni salad, and it's so good. It's not my recipe. I got it off Pinterest, and I will link it in my show notes, but it was so good. So pickles are always at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Just because it it adds that extra bit of like deliciousness to a barbecue. I also brought one to uh, get together the other day, and like I'm not kidding, the people standing around with forks and they just like speared a dill pickle out of the jar, and they were like, "These are so good!" And I should have brought three jars, you know. Ah, uh, so I feel like you can't go wrong with pickles, okay? Like Anna said, you can explore fermented pickles or just canned dill pickles. We have a whole episode about cucumber pickles where we dive super deep into all things cucumber pickles, choosing the good varieties, how to get the most crisp pickle on the block. And if you really want to get like the best cucumber pickle, you need to listen to that episode. We also have an episode about fermentation too, if you want to try a fermented pickle, which is also amazing. But yeah, I mean, pickles, they're worth learning how to do right because they can be so delicious. Also, another type of a pickle is a relish, which I think I I love a good old hot dog at a barbecue. <laughs> I feel like I can eat like two hot dogs for a hamburger. A hamburger always fills me yes. up. I love a hot dog with relish. Also, you can use relish that you can to make homemade tartar sauce, which 
I mean, it's not very often that you have to make homemade tartar sauce, but that I love having a couple jars of relish on the shelf because then you use a tablespoon or whatever, whisk it up to make homemade tartar sauce. And that's really good in that. But homemade relish, and you can use not only cucumbers to make a homemade relish, but you can use zucchini. That's actually a very good recipe to use a zucchini with is a, a relish. Oh, yeah. I've seen that before. I mean, and that is, I mean... It's like a joke where I'm from, like it's zucchini season because there's just people leave leave zucchinis like on other people's the hood of your car if you're not careful because everybody <laughs> has so many zucchinis. They're just really prolific and they are easy to grow and people have so many zucchinis to get rid of. But it's a good way to use up zucchini is relish. Tell us about red onion relish, Anna. Uh, I don't know anything about red onion relish, but I do love like a quick red onion pickle. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, a red pickled onion, sliced julienne. And we have a lot of people that have Hispanic heritage here. And so there's always like these quick pickles that are Mm. onions. And I love putting them on tacos. I love putting them on like hamburgers. They're just so good. So for our listeners, a quick pickle is there's no canning process at all. So what you do is you slice the vegetables or Sometimes like if you do a quick pickle with a whole pepper, you don't have to slice them at all, but you prepare your vegetables and you submerge them in a brine of vinegar and sometimes water and probably salt and spices and you just put them in the fridge. So the advantages is obviously that it's so fast and they stay really, really crisp. So they're cold, they're crisp. If you were pregnant in the summertime, you probably would eat them by the gallon jar you know, just like uh, that salty, crunchy, satisfying, cold, delicious. <laughs> I was always pregnant in the wintertime, but I imagine that would be so good. <laughs> they're really easy and they're a great preserve to have on hand for a barbecue. They're great. There's lots of good quick and they're called a quick pickle or a refrigerator pickle. And there's tons of good recipes and you don't have to be worried about like if you've never canned a thing in your life, it's not a canning recipe. You don't have to know how to can anything. You just use a clean jar, you assemble your ingredients, and you plop them in the fridge. Yeah. And they keep for several weeks, if not months. Oh, I've I've got pickles in my fridge that that I didn't can because I just didn't have the time. And so I have some bread and butter pickles that I've had since last August in my fridge. They last forever. And they're still super crunchy. Ugh. Delish. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, if you want a, a good crisp pickle, the fridge pickle is really a good, it's a very good way to preserve and it's perfect for a barbecue. So, ketchup is the next item on our list. And now, Anna, I don't remember, have you made ketchup or not? <laughs> I have never made ketchup. I, I don't know why. There's a <laughs> lot of condiments you can can, but I've just never done that. <laughs> so, I've made ketchup and I remember. So clearly this phone call, my sister-in-law had called and invited us to dinner and I was saying, well, I can't leave until I'm done canning my ketchup. And she she said, Jenny, why are you canning ketchup? Ketchup is cheap. And I was like, no, it's going to be so delicious. It's so good. <laughs> and she's right. Like N- Nikki was right. You, there's no financial reason probably to can ketchup, but dang, the ketchup that you can make and can yourself can be so delicious. It can kind of be an in-between, but like between a barbecue sauce and a ketchup ketchup. I mean, ketchup like that you get at the grocery store is just sugar. It's junk, right? There's no depth of flavor. There's lots of approved recipes for ketchup. 
that they actually can have a lot of vinegar. And I did mine most successfully in a crock pot. And that gave it that very, well, it was smooth and thick, but it had that good, rich, cooked a long time flavor. I loved it. And I found that it was the best in a crock pot. I liked it best. And it was way less work for me to, you know, I didn't have to stand around and stir it a lot. But that is a great preserve, especially for barbecue season, for sure. What size jars did you do your ketchup in, Jenny? I'd have to look it up, but I want to say that the times were for pints or half pints only. For all tomato products, the processing times get to be a little long. So I know it was, I only did it in pints, if not half pints, just to keep the processing times a little shorter. And I did water bath it and ketchup does have a vinegar in it. So it was acidified, but ketchup, you can do a lot of customization in terms of like making it spicier or uh, making, using a particular type of flavored vinegar. You can, you can do a lot of customization. It was really good. I, I loved it. I should do that as I'm like, as we're going through these lists, Anna, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to can that this summer. I need to add this to my list. I should add a ketchup to my list too. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling too. I'm like, so you added chili sauce, Anna, talk to us about canning chili sauce or something spicy for a barbecue. Yeah. So chili sauce, I really like not only for tacos, but just like to add a little bit into my baked beans or I don't know. I just, I love the flavor of it. So I love having it around for different things, but for a barbecue, I like it for baked beans. Perfect. Or on tacos. If it's that kind of barbecue. (laughs) Perfect. And now a quick word about our courses. Want to learn more about canning? Check out our video courses. Anna's beginner and advanced canning courses are available at smarthomecanning.com. And Jenny teaches super fast steam canning at startcanning.com. Use the code POD25, that's P-O-D 25, to get 25% off those courses today. Okay, so you also mentioned like pickled cauliflower and other pickled vegetables. And I think that's a great idea. When I was growing up for like 4th of July and Memorial, I remember getting together and my gram would always have her like hors d'oeuvre plate would be pickled, like dilly beans, pickled vegetables, black olives out of the can she always would have. But you can pick and choose whatever pickled veggies that you want to can and have those. And that is great snacking foods. And think about how much healthier that is for snacking on, like for kids to just run by and grab, you know, a dilly bean or a pickled cauliflower spear. That's that's way better for everybody to be snacking on. Yeah. The reason I love having pickled veggies around like on an hors d'oeuvre plate or whatever, is that usually at a barbecue, you're eating really fatty things. And the perfect pairing for fat is some type of acid. And there's a lot of vinegar in these pickled products. And it just kind of like lightens the heaviness of maybe like a hamburger. It's the same with a pickle. It's the same, you know, with any type of fatty food. It's so nice to have the addition of acid and salt along with it. Yeah, perfect. No, that, that's why it makes it makes good sense. It's, it's smart. The next item on our list was you said make a hummus dip with beans that you pressure canned. Genius, easy, so frugal. Talk to us about canning beans, Anna. <laughs> How do you can beans? 
So I just started canning beans a couple of years ago, and I absolutely love having them on hand because mm-hmm. number one, dry beans are really inexpensive to purchase, and canned beans can get kind of expensive depending on what you're making. So I would use like garbanzo beans to make a hummus dip for a veggie tray, or I would use different types of beans for a three bean salad. I don't know if you've ever had that, but it's got like beans and green beans and stuff like that. It's really good. And then also I will use canned beans in tomato sauce for baked beans. So baked beans is like one of my favorite things at a barbecue with bacon and it's simmered for a long time in the oven in a nine by 13 dish. And it's just so good. And I think having canned beans on hand makes it that much easier and less stressful. Mm. Okay. So that's, these are great ideas. This is pretty niche, but like we could do a very similar episode with items that you could can for a branding, like the food that you prepare to feed all the people that are helping brand your cattle and the baked beans. That's like classic branding food is, is something with beans, meat and beans, beans with meat, something bean centric. And that's, yeah, the baked beans is very, very on brand (laughs) or joke. (laughs) Um, so Anna, we listed cherry pie and apple pie, fruit pie filling. So talk to us about the pie fillings. Well, I do quite a bit of pie fillings, not only for my cottage food license, because I sell some of those at markets Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of fruit trees in my yard, but you could do this with any fruit really and pie fillings. I have peach, I have cherry, and I have apple that I usually do. What about you? I love I love those three, but I'm sure that there's others like blueberry or something. Right. I mean, I do apple just because we have apple trees here. And I think just because, okay, I often get asked to bring the dessert. I like to bake. I like to bring the dessert. Uh-huh. I think the time it takes to make the apple pie filling isn't that much time. But it is such a handy thing to have on the shelf because then it makes making the dessert so fast. I mean, you could do these fillings and then make a crisp, which is no time at all, right? Like you don't even have to make a pie crust. You just throw together the crisp topping. You know, that is no time. That is really fast. But we did want to mention for making the pie fillings, maybe this would be like its own episode because it is so, so great. You don't use regular cornstarch to thicken your pie fillings. You use a product called Clear Gel, which is a modified thickener, and it's just for canning, and it makes your pie fillings that good, thick, kind of clear, it's clear gel. It's amazing. It's this incredible thing, and you might think like, oh, it's like, somehow bad, but it's just a modified cornstarch. It's great. And it's safe for canning. It allows the heat to penetrate all the way through. It's definitely worth the purchase of this clear gel. You don't have to use a whole lot of it, but it makes, uh, it's a very worthwhile thing to can, especially if you get asked to bring desserts. It's, it's great. I always use it. If I have, if I have it on hand, I go through the jars very quickly. Yeah. I love it. And I love the idea of a crisp too. Like it's it's just so fast and 
all winter, if I need to bring a dessert somewhere, I'm bringing a pie filling with a crisp topping. Oh, yeah. Rarely. I don't know. Sometimes I make pies. Crisps are so much easier. Oh, yeah. You could do the pies. You could do like empanadas. You could do like or whatever version of hand pie. You could do the tartlets. You could do. There's one member of our extended family who always does like the showstopper dessert with like in a big trifle dish. And she does the layered fruit with the whipped cream and the cookies and the just this uh, beautiful showstopper thing you can do the the canned pie fill with that like you can do a lot of different things with the canned fruit that is beautiful it's easy it's a big big time saver i highly recommend people get on board with the pie filling it's it's really a big time saver and you can do a lot at once i mean i usually do i think the batch is for seven quarts yeah And like, it's not like I'm making crisp every single day, but maybe like once or twice a month, like in the wintertime. Totally, totally. I would like to do as little peeling of things as possible. I'm really, I'm kind of a a lazy canner, really. I don't like to peel things. And it is worth every second of peeling those apples because it saves so much time. Like in the holidays, gosh, I hate, like it's so stressed. It's so nice to not have to, Make a dessert. <laughs> uh, I love it. Also on our list, Anna, we we talked about canned potatoes for potato salad as a possibility. If you're canning potatoes, it's really important to remember that they must be pressure canned and they must be peeled. I have not canned potatoes for potato salad, but that is a yeah. method of preservation that you could explore for potatoes. Yeah. And I was telling Jenny, when I do canned potatoes, sometimes the flavor is a little bit different than normal boiled potatoes, but I don't know. I I need to try it. I want to try it this summer and just see how it is and see if it's worth it. I was telling Jenny that I normally just use canned potatoes in soups or like chicken pot pie. Mashed potatoes haven't been that successful in my house with canned potatoes, but maybe I'm just doing it wrong, you know, like maybe, maybe there's a better way. So sure. I'm not opposed to it. I just need to do a little more research. Sure. So I think that concludes our list of delicious things that you could plan ahead and can and have on hand to include or bring to a barbecue or a get together, an outdoor cookout. We hope this gets your wheels turning and inspires you to get canning this season. We love giving you the how to can, the why to can, and the what to can. And hopefully you have some good ideas for what to can coming up this season. Yeah. And if you guys have any ideas, I mean, just shoot us an email or share it in your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag us. Like we, we love ideas as well. So Mm -hmm. hit us up. (laughs) That's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode. So please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to perfectlypreservedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode released every week.